1: Let's dive into our final topic, Sean, Let's and that ahead. is expansion. Hmm. We're not going to dive into the, well, here's who's going here and here's who's going there. I, I want to talk about this notion. And, and real quick, we did have a a super sticker that I wanted to, to, to bring up from Joseph Samari. Joseph, thank you very, thank very you, much, Joseph. very, very much for that. And we have some other super chats and things that we'll get to uh, when we get into the Q&A portion of this show. But I did mm-hmm. want to thank Joseph for that. John, the focus of our conversation is going to be more on like we can have some fun about what we would like to see happen and this is how I would do it and all that kind of stuff. But to me, the focus today is I am, surpri- I am surprised. I'm not surprised that from a national media standpoint and from a fans of other teams standpoint that they don't understand Notre Dame's position of strength right now. I am shocked at how many Notre Dame fans Don't understand that what's happening right now is actually a benefit in my view for Notre Dame's desire to stay independent and how the timing of it is perfect for Notre Dame's independence, where if this would have happened 10 years ago when it first started and Jack Swarbrick was able to fend it off, that would have been about the only time in my life. I think Notre Dame might've been in a position where it would be forced into a conference because the program was floundering. The institution was floundering in a lot of ways from an athletic standpoint. You know, the stadium, I mean, there's so many different things. The program hadn't been good in so many years and all that. Notre Dame is in such a strong position of strength right now. it, It shocks me that so many fans, I can't tell how many times I've gotten text messages, DMs, Twitter responses, Facebook posts, message board posts, chat comments of people saying, They may not have a choice. They're going to have to. Now's the time out of a a panic of feeling like they're going to be left out. And I just feel like it's it's a fundamental misunderstanding of not only Notre Dame's brand power, but more importantly, where Notre Dame is right now in regards to how many bargaining chips it actually has working in its favor right now.
2: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at
0: bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
3: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Well, I guess I'm going to show a little empathy towards how they feel because maybe they feel like they're being forced in this direction without understanding really the factors and the parameters.
1: But that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, the fact yeah, that yeah. people do feel forced yeah. is like yeah. wh- why? Well, ESPN said, oh, okay, <laughs> they're not exactly a, a bipartisan or so, let me say, um, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not bipartisan. A neutral observer in this whole thing. No. Right? I mean, you know, first of all, they haven't been a a neutral news organization in a long time, yeah, right? And they definitely aren't. It's not about them hating Notre Dame. Look, ESPN doesn't hate Notre Dame. ESPN hates that Notre Dame isn't with them. Yeah, That's what ESPN hates. They would become Notre Dame's biggest champions if they were in there. Do you think that the SEC or the ESPN loves the SEC for just because they're a bunch of SEC fans? No, the SEC makes them a crap load of money. That's why they love the SEC. And if Notre Dame joined the ESPN – they be the biggest Notre Dame fans in the world. Yeah. It's about this. And they hate the fact that Notre they're not getting enough of the cut of what the Notre Dame brand power. That's what ESPN hates. And so of course they're gonna report things that are gonna be it's time to join a conference. That's what they're of course they are. Of <laughs> I was
2: listening to a show on that network um last week and actually gave you a call immediately. Like, look, this I've heard a lot of things. But one of their co-hosts said, you know, Notre Dame needs to stop. They don't want the smoke from the SEC. Right. So I think they'll eventually end up in the Big Ten. And if they get to the Big Ten, they'll probably be able to win a big game in a college football playoff. And I said. What? "That That was literally the worst take I've heard on this topic, like. So Notre Dame isn't able to beat Clemson or Alabama in the playoffs because they're not in
1: a conference. Because they're an independent. Yes. Right.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. No. How last about- I
1: checked, Ohio State was one and three in the playoff in recent <laughs> years, right? They won the title, but in their yeah. last, you know, last three trips, they've gone one and three and only you know, one of those games that they lost was overly competitive. Yeah, right. I mean, it's crazy. Like,
2: has zero to do with the conference, man. Right. What are you talking about? It's The players on the field,
1: right, and the coaches on the sidelines. Yeah. Yes.
2: What? Wait yes. a minute. Recruiting has improved. Would you agree right. with the coaching change? Oh yes.
1: Oh yes. Did, did oh, we yes. change?
2: Did we get in the conference?
1: No. But we're getting better no. players. Well, it, yeah, and even even like in fairness, to Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly had a whole lot more success than the previous coaches. Was it because of joining a conference? No, it no. wasn't. It like this is this is a this is a thing here. This is where I think this comment by Corey is, is to me indicative of, of where I think the misconception lies. Corey says, "I want Notre Dame stay independent, but they need NBC or another network to provide a contract that will allow them to stay independent. One hundred million a year is tough to turn down if they don't increase revenue." So, couple things about that. Number one is they're they're not going to offer a hundred million dollars. Yeah, because the more teams, like I think the the last deal I read was a billion dollars, right? Well, that's that's currently going to be broken up between sixteen teams. I'm not good at math, but I think that's less than a hundred million dollars per team, right? And if Notre Dame comes in, it's the deal would be bigger, but it won't be so much bigger that it's still going to be a hundred million for everybody else, right? Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two it's not just Notre Dame works in a different universe than most college football teams. They don't have the $200 million a year operating budgets for athletics that other schools have. They also don't have 50,000 students that they need this athletics program, the TV deal and other things to help pay for. Right. And Notre Dame is a completely different animal. They work you know, financially much different. Now, am I sit there saying that Notre Dame is going to be perfectly fine the next 10 years making $26 million in a TV deal? No, we're not saying that. But what I am saying is you have to look at the bigger picture. Notre Dame doesn't need a 100 million dollar contract. They also want more than 26. Can we agree on that? The question is is how much is going to make it work for Notre Dame. There's two things happening in the next 3 years that we have to understand where Notre Dame is at. And this is why Notre Dame will not join a conference right now. Like I just every source I have says if they're to join a conference it's going to be down the road because some things will have changed. But Notre Dame is 2 years away from getting a new apparel deal and three years away from getting a new TV contract. Now here's a couple things about that. When Notre Dame signed their TV, their apparel deal with Under Armour in 2014, it was for $90 million. We've seen, we have seen teams since then go over $200 million. Notre Dame in my opinion is at least going to double what they are. If they were negotiating with these, these companies now, Sean, they'd be in a tough spot because of, we're in a tough economy right now, right? Like inflation's high, and you know advertising is low, and it, the workforce has been you know hampered. There's a lot of reasons why now's not the time to be negotiating those deals. They're not negotiating them now; they're going to no- negotiate them in a couple years, right? And so their apparel deal is going to be huge, right? It's going to be way bigger. That's a huge influx of cash that you have to consider. And I'm I can say on am pretty good authority that those conversations, other companies. Have already started reaching out to Notre Dame about, hey, don't let's let's talk, right? We want you as well. So there's going to be a bidding war. Number two, I can also say on pretty good authority that there are other networks that have approached Notre Dame over the last several months, saying, hey, we, don't just jump into another deal with NBC. Let us have our pitch. And so there will be a bidding war, so to a degree, for Notre Dame to join a league as long as the ACC is still a thing, they're going to have that $10 million contract. And and so obviously ESPN is trying to get out of that deal, and, and that's going to make for a very interesting court fight, I think. But to me, CBS Sports is also now starting to get rumored about wanting to jump back into college football now that they lost their deal. If you're CBS Sports, the reason they lost the SEC is they didn't want to have to get into this billion dollar bidding war that people are talking about. I think the S- the SECs was like what like 300 million or something insane like that like yeah. minimum and then all these other type of things. CBS didn't want that. But what is a lot more attractive is an individual program like a Notre Dame cuz with CBS Sports with the SEC they were carrying one game a week. That's it. It was a pretty good broadcast in my opinion. So that I I don't, I don't know. This is my opinion. This is not a fact. What is a What is a fact is that CBS wants to get back into college football. That's a fact. Yes. What is my opinion, Sean, and our opinion is that they would be interested in Notre Dame. That's our Mm -hmm. opinion, but why wouldn't they be, especially with the contract coming up, it's going to cost them a lot less money to get Notre Dame than it would be for them to jump into a conference. And if we're being honest, there's going to be a lot more bang for your buck by signing Notre Dame than trying to get the ACC or the new big 12 or the, folding Pac-12 or the AAC or something like that into college football. And so there will be at least, in my opinion, there's, in fact, there's going to be at least two networks bidding for Notre Dame, at least two. My opinion could be up to four. And so Notre Dame has a ton, a ton of leverage here. Why would we jump into a conference now when we're still two, three years away from seeing what those networks are going to offer us in a TV deal? Yeah. And look, they're, they're not going to not have a TV deal. I mean, could the world change? I mean, just look at how the world's changed the last two years. Could a lot change in our world the next two years? Of course. But as of right now, there isn't anything pending that makes me think that Notre Dame is going to be in that. If anything, if if things go the way that I think they could, and some of these networks are hurting, a, 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 an, a single entity becomes even more attractive because of the cost. It's much more cost efficient. For an NBC, a CBS to get a Notre Dame instead of a conference. Yeah. And so Notre Dame is in a great position here, in my opinion. So, uh, if anything, this conference expansion has helped Notre Dame, Sean, because now they're like, hey, you know, CBS, NBC, if you guys want to be with us, man, look, the Big Ten's offering us $100 million. We don't need yeah. that, but you got to right. get, you got to give us, you got to double what something. you're giving us now, yeah. you know, and at the very least. And so that's a they have a they're in a they're in a position of strength right now, not a position of weakness. But when you listen to a lot of Notre Dame fans, they are responding from a position of weakness, and that's not a BK PTSD thing. That's just an an ESPN beating you you over the head for two decades about how Notre Dame isn't relevant. You know what I mean? But who is all anyone's talking about right now? Nobody's talking about Oregon. Nobody's talking about Duke or North Carolina or Washington or anybody else. Everyone's talking about Notre Dame. Why? Because they all know they won't say it. They won't say the quiet part out loud, but we will, Sean. Because they know that Notre Dame is still the biggest brand in college sports. They know it, and that's why they all want Notre Dame. And it's and that's not why going Notre anywhere. Would be foolish to give that up.
2: And they're not foolish. going anywhere. And as we and if by chance, if by chance. Notre Dame wins a national championship in the next two years.
1: Oh, it's over.
2: The price just went up. Right. The price just went up. Right. So, you're talking about a program being in an advantageous position, understanding their positioning. And, you know, the fan base should understand the positioning because you don't need, first of all, you don't need a conference to be a great football program. That's right. been proven. So, we can right. just take that off the table like you don't need to be in a conference to recruit better as Notre Dame Mm -hmm. take those things off the table I think the the post you brought up talked about 100 million I look at it like this and this is just me personally I would much rather be an individual that's independent as an artist making 40 million than to be part of a conglomerate getting 100 million Mm-hmm. And I don't have all of my publishing. I don't have all of my tour money, and I have to split all of that, mm-hmm. right? Because you're part of a conference, then the conference has the conference has lawyers. Yeah, everybody has to pay for those lawyers. Everybody has to pay for these other expenses. When you're independent, mm-hmm. the money's yours. Yep, you have your own lawyers. You don't answer to anybody. You don't have to fall in line and you make your own decisions you don't have to worry about getting outvoted on a particular topic you answer only to yourself mm-hmm. and that's more important to know today and in any walk of life you're a business owner brian make your own decisions
1: Feels pretty Why good, we do the it. things that we do? That's absolutely. That's why right. we've turned down investors and other That's type of things right. because we're going to do it the way we want to do it. And That's the right. minute that I jump on with this investor who would give us a huge influx of cash to help me hire people and do all this, all of a sudden I'm not the person to turn dictating how we do this anymore. No, you know what no. I mean. And 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 people that come in with the best of intentions, but if I'm investing my money, you're going to do things that kind of that I think are going to work for. Yeah what's going to be. And, yeah. and the other thing too, Sean, is the recruiting aspect of anything. I would argue that Notre Dame to me loses a lot of that. If they join the big 10, the big 10 is the worst possible option for Notre Dame. Yeah. And the reason I say that is you are talking about institutions that are on a completely different type of institutions than Notre Dame. Right. Yeah. And, and they're big with the exception of Northwestern, they're all big public schools. I've said this before, they're research oriented institutions. Notre Dame is completely different. That's why, that's part of the reason Notre Dame is attracted to the ACC. Even the public schools in the ACC, like North Carolina, like Virginia, for example, are smaller. They're more, um, it's harder to get into. Like the public schools in Virginia, like William and, Ma- William and Mary, is a public school. People think it's a private school. It's not, it's a public school. University of Virginia is a public school but they're, they're very different. They're very, they're much more selective than like in Ohio state because the size of the school's just not the same. And so Notre Dame views itself as being more in line academically with those institutions. Not that the big 10 schools aren't good academic schools. A lot of them are. It's the type of emphasis that those schools place on other things like research, for example. So this isn't a shot at Big Ten schools. We say, "Well, Ohio State's ranked here." That's we're not talking about the quality of the education. We're talking about how they view themselves, how they operate. You know, smaller, all those type of things, more academically oriented as opposed to research oriented in regards to how they're viewed. Those are the things that Notre Dame. Uh, looks at and when they look at the ACC is there's a lot of these really good public schools. And then the, and then there are some private schools in the ACC. I believe Duke is a private school, correct? Miami's a private school. I believe, I believe Georgia tech is a private school, although I'm not hundred percent certain of that, you know, there, there are. And, and then some of the, I, I think, I think Wake Forest is also a private school. Sean. I'm going to, I'm going to look at that now. Uh, so there's a lot more private schools in that league. Uh, yes it's a private school again there's a lot of private schools in the acc where in the big 10 i think there's only one i I, if i'm if i I could be wrong here but i think that northwestern is the only public school or private school in the big 10 and so you know again the acc is much more in line with what notre dame is if you're going to join a league that has a bunch of institutions that are different than you from a an, a, a, an academic standpoint. A a all, then join the league that's best for you for athletics. Absolutely. And to me, that's not the Big Ten. This is going to drive some people nuts. It's the SEC because the Big Ten. You just you're in your own region already. You become yeah. a you go from a national brand to a regional school. That's what happened to Penn State. Uh-huh. That's what happened. You know to to. to you know, to to other schools that have joined in those leagues, the SEC still gives you that foothold in the South, which is where you need to be. And so, if you're going to join a league, then join the SEC because the, the like the only thing the Big Ten does for you is games are closer. You know, for your other sports, what I would be interested to see is how bad does the Big Ten want Notre Dame? Hmm. And here's what I mean. There's a lot of people that poo-poo this idea. Would the Big Ten take Notre Dame now? Because in the past, Jim Delaney was adamant that we're not taking Notre Dame unless you come in all as one. Would the Big Ten now be more open to saying, we'll form a partnership with you like the one you had in the ACC? I'm very curious about that. Because if I'm Notre Dame, mm-hmm. I'm say, look, we're interested in you, but this is the only option that's on the table. There is no other option but this. We will join with you as a partner for all of our other sports, but we're going to remain independent for football, and we'll schedule a we'll, – we'll play four to five Big Ten teams a year. So like, let's say the ACC contract is blown up by ESPN. Notre yeah. Dame's out of the ACC contract at that point in time. If the Big Ten is willing to do that, that's something that I'd be very – I don't want to join the Big Ten at all period in any way, but I'd be very curious if the big 10 would be willing to do that is say, Hey, look, we'll have Notre Dame for all these other sports, but we, 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 and we'll have a, a, a contract with them, but here's the deal. We don't have to pay them as much and we get four to five games a year with them. You know, I, I think that would be, and, and then there's an enticement to say, Hey Fox, bring Notre Dame on as your partner because then you're still benefiting from the brand power of Notre Dame, even not directly. I'm very curious to see if the Big Ten would be willing to go that route. If the ACC because I think if the ACC is still alive, Notre Dame will want to stay in the ACC. But if the ACC kind of goes, if North Carolina leaves and Duke leaves and you know Florida State, you know all these other teams kind of leave, then then that could be a little bit of a different a different animal. But I'm very curious about that. What are your thoughts on that, Sean?
2: I expect this to be the most peaceful um era of conversations or most respectful shall mm-hmm. i say era of conversations between notre dame and the big 10 because of kevin warren
1: mm-hmm.
2: who don't, most of you might not know he actually attended law school at the university of notre it, dame
1: and gene smith
2: and gene smith as well at ohio yeah. state so you have those two guys that are uh, big time they have big time seats Mm-hmm. in the Big Ten uh, boardroom. I think now, you know, the pushback that you might have gotten from some of the older heads in previous years, I think the conversation and the relationship that they have already with Jack Swarbrick right. goes back to college football playoff wars and other conversations.
1: And them appreciating Notre Dame's Notre uniqueness. Dame,
2: yes, they yeah. have an understanding. So is that something that, even if it was brought to the table, I don't think it would be taken as how dare you right. present that to us. I don't think it would right. be that. I think it would be seen as, you know, Kevin Warren understanding right. why right. they would present that, right? you know, if it was an option yeah. or a counter to something else that was presented. And, you know, that's all you want. You want to be able to sit down, have conversation, sift through things, uh, be able to pull out the tear from the wheat to see what we can work with, Mm -hmm. what we're not going to be able to deal with. And I think Notre Dame is gonna do their due diligence all over the place. But at the end of the day, I think what's most paramount for Notre Dame to keep moving forward, no matter what is the exclusivity that allows them to be who they are and to keep not only the alumni base nationally, but to keep the recruiting base Nationally, and Mm -hmm. the brand is already national, right? You know, and you want to keep those things intact. And if there is some way you can have, like you said, a Big Ten schedule, right? Which is pretty much basically what they had in the nineties without being part of the conference, Mm -hmm. right? In the eighties and the nineties. So if you want to go back to that, you know, my um, I really don't want to play right Purdue and Indiana anymore. Like I saw that. I would love to keep adding an SEC school here, you know, a home-and-home series down the road with Alabama. But you could
1: still do that if you were a partial member, like you're on the SEC. Yeah, so I definitely understand
2: why that would be a viable option, but I just wanted to point out why it would be received probably totally different than in past years with the Big Ten.
1: Jim, De- you bring up a great point because, and that's where I'm coming from. Is yes. Jim Delaney tried to bully Notre Dame into the big? Absolutely, team. absolutely. He had a very adversarial relationship, absolutely. But it's like this. Do you actually think Notre Dame is going to be bullied into? Uh, you know, I did a <laughs> spot for the local TV station here talking about this very subject, and I was like, these teams are smart enough to know we're not going to bully Notre Dame into joining a conference. Mm-hmm. Like the president of Notre Dame has already threatened to leave college sports as we know it if they start paying players. Like. Now would he do that? No, I don't think he would. At the end of the day, I think a lot of that's talk. Yeah. But no, because you have people in the Big Ten at the at the the prominent school in your conference. Yeah. Ohio State, and as you said, the president. You have people in the Big Ten that I think have a whether they embrace it or not have an understanding of like you can understand like the problem with Jim Delaney is I I again he was he was a he was a bully. Right. He just he tried to bully people. He bullied Notre Dame and he was effective in a lot of things. But there was no way Notre Dame was going to join the Big Ten under Jim Delaney for those reasons. It was very adversarial. I think they may not agree with Notre Dame's desire to stay independent, but I think they'll have a greater appreciation for why Notre Dame wants to remain independent. And until someone embraces that, then I think they're going to have a hard time convincing Notre Dame to join. And that's what the ACC has done. They have embraced Notre Dame's desire to be independent and they see the benefits of having Notre Dame in their league. Mm-hmm. And, and if the Big Ten embraces that, I think there'd be an opportunity for that kind of partnership. I think that would happen first. And if you're the Big Ten and you've got to be smart about this, would you rather have Notre Dame in your conference or as a competitor to your conference? Well, if they're if they're a brand, if their brand is associated, like right now, Notre Dame's brand is associated with the ACC. It's one of the few things keeping the ACC afloat. Mm hmm. And, and every time somebody talks about Notre Dame and independent, they always say, but they're in the ACC and everything else. You know what I mean? And and
2: Think about the, this record revenue. Yeah. The record revenue for the ACC came when Notre Dame was
1: an official member during a pandemic. Right. When everybody else was losing money, the <laughs> ACC made more revenue. The ACC generated more revenue. Couldn't put people in the stands. No, no why again that's that's all the stuff that's playing out well for notre dame yes is they have evidence of this and this is why i said they're in the they're in the the best position of power that that they've been since they first did this deal back in was it 90 91 when they first negotiated the deals right it was like you know was it penn state that was first who jumped ship first well
2: Penn Bowl State was the
1: first to leave independent, but Notre Dame yeah. was the first to kind of, you know, they had their own TV deal and all yeah. that, but that was kind of in the works for a little while. You know, Notre Dame, obviously at the time, they were the, them and Miami were the powerhouses of college football. They were right. today's Bama Clemson, Bama Georgia, whatever. Uh, and Notre Dame had that great bargaining power because the brand was strong, but the team was strong. And the, yeah. and the, the, they could point to, I mean, think about from like, all the big games Notre Dame had on ABC and CBS that were just incredibly high televised. Miami, Michigan, there was all these big games, yeah. and and they had a great bargaining power. And Notre Dame now, because the pro, like the product on the field isn't relevant to the brand strength. Yeah, meaning if it's not good, it doesn't take away from the brand strength. But when it is good, it adds to the brand strength. Yeah, and that's what people have to understand. So I think I think a lot of this is we're having the wrong conversation and and so like i've heard a lot of people say like notre dame has an 11 to 12 billion dollar endowment it's actually up to about 20 now because notre dame did some investments a few years ago that have paid off and now their endowment's gone up i think in april i was told by a friend of mine who's an alum that in april it was it was said to people you know that that they're out around 20 billion now that doesn't impact the football team because they don't just like you know write oh, a, check, a right. withdrawal <laughs> check to the endowment to you know because they need something for the new field That's not how it works but the point yeah. is Notre Dame. It's about Notre Dame's brand. They can raise money when they need to raise money, yeah. and that's the thing is I just don't think a lot of people understand how Notre Dame operates, how they run their budgets. Do they need new revenue streams? Yes, they do, but they're smart enough to see them coming right down the road, you know. Um, yeah. And and I think that's the important thing is there's going to be a huge infusion of cash to Notre Dame in the next three years that gives Notre Dame all the bargaining power right now, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's the key. And again. Somebody says, well, they're going to form these two super conferences and shut Notre Dame out. That's a ways away. Yeah. If that was to get there. And could that change in three, four years down the road? Sure. It could. Yeah. But we're not there right now. And there's no need to. And, and, and assuming that's going to happen right now would be a panic move. Yeah. John, and the one thing you and I know about Notre Dame, if anything, they're too patient at times. Not the other way around, at least when they're run well and and say whatever you want about about Jack Swarbrick, but Jack Swarbrick has shown that he understands Notre Dame's power and will use it, yes, he understands the power of the big stick that he wield that he has, and he is not afraid to wield it, <laughs> so why would he cower now in fear of maybe being left out when he still has all he still has it all? you know what I mean so, phone calls
2: I've it from people that know I'm a Notre Dame fan people I know in the media mm-hmm. from my years in the media, like, man, you guys have to join it. Yeah. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. But the money, and it's, it's so amazing how people are so fixated on money
1: mm-hmm. as
2: if that's going to uh, equate to happiness or success. Right. Like, you have to take the $100 million. No, No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You have to find the path that's best for you. Right as a university and institution right doesn't matter what the price tag is you don't just take the biggest price tag like you don't you know just because you have the money or the wherewithal doesn't mean you have to go spend it right and just because it's being offered to you it doesn't mean that you have to take it right what's going to give you the peace of mind as a university institution is going to be the best situation for your future. Right. Not for just athletics. Right. For the future of your institution. That's the decision. Everyone else is making strictly athletic decisions.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. And they have to because they rely on athletics to survive. The point of us Thank pointing you. out the the endowment at Notre Dame is to point out they don't need – at the institution, it's been a while since the institution needed the the, the athletics program to survive. Yeah. Notre Dame, again, that's just having an $8,000 undergrad, probably about tw- 8,000 8, student. It's about 12. In my understanding, it's like 11 or 12 total, including graduate students. right. You know, which means smaller number of faculty, smaller mm. number of staff. Yes. The budgets are way smaller than a yes. school that's 50,000 people. That's, pu- right? that's
2: public, yes.
1: Right, because the athletics, the TV deal helps pay for all that stuff. Right. Because, again, the 8,000 students in Notre Dame are charging 60, 70, 80000 to go there. Mm-hmm. The students in an in-state school are, what, 10, 15, 18, something like that, right? So there's it's just a different universe. And, again, Notre Dame lives – it's like – it's like Notre Dame is that is you have to understand is they're that frugal type of person that doesn't just you know like they they make a lot of money but they don't spend it you know like yeah. I'm a billionaire but I I live in the house of someone who makes a million dollars right you know as opposed to the person who makes this is the problem a lot of athletes have and and this is why people say why well, how these athletes go broke <laughs> it's because they literally spend every dollar they make and someday they stop making those dollars but they still have the same bills to pay yes. And and it's it the, the athletes who do make it are this athletes like Tim Brown, who or not, not Tim Brown, I'm sorry, um Todd Light, who made a lot of money in the NFL, but he invested a lot of that money. So when he retired, he was able to then use that money because he didn't live out, he didn't spend every dime he made in the NFL. He wasn't able to get into business ventures and do all this stuff. And now he's got more money than he had from playing sports. You know what I mean? And don't even talk about how much money Joe Montana's made. Exactly. Out of because, Silicon right. Valley. He- right. But you don't spend every dime you make, and that's yeah. what's happening with a lot of these state schools. Yeah. They are basically, and this is what COVID exposed. They exposed that these schools were relying to pay their bills for simple things, faculty, staff. I mean, all the stuff was reliant on the TV deals, the the money they were making from filling up their stadiums every Saturday, it's concessions, and parking, and all this other kind of stuff. Whereas Notre Dame's like, yes, those things are important to us, but we are also in a different universe of what our budget is. And those, I mean, so again, Notre Dame needs to create new revenue streams, but those Mm -hmm. schools to your point, Sean, are dependent on that max deal because they're spending outside of their means. Notre Dame doesn't do that. And that's the, that's the important thing. Like you said, the
2: vast majority, and you can look this up, how much money is spent so much money, millions of dollars spent by research schools every year. And the Big Ten is full of research schools. Right. Like, that's, that's not Notre Dame, as you said before. So right. that's not an expense that Notre Dame is not going to be right. taking on. So they don't have to go out there and get the biggest offer to do what Notre Dame needs to do. And mm-hmm. even if they want to go ahead and expand upon, you know, because that's something that's been a hot topic, right, this fall, with Notre Dame being shafted from being able to host You know, in the college uh, baseball World Series and the the series leading up to it, the regionals and the super regionals, man, the facilities aren't good enough. We need Mm -hmm. to put more seats in the facility. Okay, that's fine. Notre Dame, if they choose to, can do that. Right. If they choose to. Right. You know, and that can only help, really help recruitment for the program and to elevate the program. But, they sit in a space where they don't have a meeting called where they're pulling to the office with the rest of the ACC and they're like, hey, man, you all need to improve that baseball right. stadium. It's not a good right. look on our conference. Right. You guys are going to have to go ahead and spend that money. They don't have to deal with that. It's, yo, if we want to do it, we do it at our pace and our timing the way we want to do it. Right, And for some people, they might just say, just give me the money and I'll deal with the rest. Right. Obviously, that's not the way Notre Dame has does, done business and I don't foresee them changing that.
1: Nor should they. No. Because then you get into positions like some of these schools are now where Florida State has to try to leave the ACC because they can't afford to survive on the current deal because, again, they're trying to get into this arms race. Number yeah. one is Notre Dame has said, we're not going to get in the arms race. And then when we do, we're going to raise that money.
2: Yeah,
1: and and you know, Florida State doesn't—they're not the same type of school. They don't produce the same type of alums as a Michigan, you know, who are who are financially as well off as a Michigan, and especially a Notre Dame. Yeah. And that's the whole thing—is Notre Dame needs four hundred million dollars for the Crossroads Project. They raised all of it, right? Hey, you need a—you know—was it like a hundred million dollars for the new indoor facility? They raised all of it. It wasn't like, Hey, let's tap into the TV deal. Let's tap into the, you know, the, you know, let's use our under, sign our Under Armour contract and we're going to use that 90 million to pay for this new facility. No, they yeah. went out and raised it. If Notre Dame, if Mark, let's say Marcus Freeman wins a national championship in three in the next three years. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, we want to keep Marcus Freeman. We got to double his salary. They will raise that money. Yeah. You know, it. that's the difference. Right. And you know, Again, it, it goes back to, Sean, and, and I know this is how all the conversations you've had with your friends are, especially those outside the program. They do not understand that Notre Dame isn't just different because they're an, a co- an independent. They're an independent because they're different. Yeah. It's not the other way around. And that's what people have to understand if they truly want to understand why Notre Dame is so adamant because they, the decision makers of Notre Dame know if we join a conference for football, Mm-hmm. that is going to hurt our brand in a big, big way. And independence fuels what makes us unique. And yes. if we lose that, then we lose our ability to eventually, maybe maybe not next year, maybe not five years, maybe not 10 years, but at some point down the road, you're going to lose what makes you special. Because Notre Dame is also unique in that it's not just the big money alums that give money to Notre Dame. It's the big money fans. Yes that give money to Notre Dame. And that's the key.
2: And the impact of going to a conference, domino effect on the student, student population. Mm-hmm. Like you go into a conference, like now do you have to sit back? Do you have to think about how much you charge for a tuition now at a private university within the Big Ten? Right. Right. Northwestern has to go through this all the time. Mm-hmm. The perception within the Big Ten that they have. It was North, Northwestern historically up until about the late 60s was a pretty darn good football program. Along with those uh, academics. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it switches over. Not doing too well going into the 60s. The rise of Bo Beckler in Michigan. And historically speaking, you start to see the fade of Northwestern act uh, athletically mm-hmm. but the academics stayed the same but the perception moving forward within the big 10 was uh they almost wanted to let northwestern go right but they have so much success academically that it's like as much as you want to talk about them and they were successful in act in athletics outside of football
1: mm-hmm. as well
2: and we forget about that as well like football isn't right. the only sport it's the main sport But it's not the only sport. Right. You know, Notre Dame hockey already plays within the Big Ten because of Mm -hmm. some type of special arrangement, right? right?
1: Well, yeah, just because, well, there is no ACC hockey league. Right. They were in like that East Coast hockey league or something, and and the Big Ten brought them in because they're a strong hockey program. Strong hockey program. Right. Right.
2: So you think about that. The Big Ten knows and they're very aware. Of the benefits, of right. uh, I wouldn't be shocked. Notre Dame was pretty
1: pretty dominant in the Big Ten since yeah. they joined the hockey, yeah. the Big Ten hockey as well. So, you, I know
2: you pointed this out that Notre Dame might be the one to present the package. Right. The Big Ten might be smart enough to say, you know what, we're gonna we're going to approach it differently. Right. We're going to present this option, right.
1: knowing that's your best chance to get Notre Dame into your conference in five, eight, ten years. Right. It's a it's a much easier leap. To yeah. do that. Yeah. When you've embraced us, you've become a great partner with us. And we've we've existed in your conference enough in this sphere to say, hey, you know what? We can make this work over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then maybe Notre Dame can, can have can that's where Notre Dame could wield its power. Now, hey, listen, let's wield our power this way. And it, it is, okay, bring it, get to 24. Okay. And then break it into six, four pods of six or six pods of four, and then keep your uh you know the 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 cuz then Notre Dame like in as a Big 10 member could say hey look let's fight to keep it to where it's eight conference games and let's you know let's push with the ACC to say hey let's keep it eight conference games let's schedule across let's do all these kind of things as you get bigger and that that would then allow Notre Dame to continue playing all around the country yeah you know i mean right. in and when you join as a league you can have that but it's like the Big 10 would then see the power that Notre Dame brings and the Big the Notre Dame would see the the advantages to being in a conference, if there are some, and now all of a sudden that partnership becomes strong. Whereas, again, you're not going to bully Notre Dame into a conference. Like these people who think Notre Dame going to be bullied into a conference, they're not. They're not going to no. be bullied into a conference. And, and these leagues are not stupid enough to say, hey, join a conference or we're going to be left out. Because Notre Dame would, I mean, I'd be curious to see what Notre Dame would do then. Yeah. but the league that pushes that the most won't be the league that gets Notre Dame I can almost assure you of that so anyway that's kind of the whole thing is i just i want people to at least you can still say you want them in a conference that's fine and that's a that's a legitimate point of view for some to have my only thing is if you're going to have it at least know what you're talking about like there's somebody in the chat right now talking about you know Notre Dame needs to join a conference for, for, to be in the college football playoff that is not why I was going to join a conference. You know, they're not going to get with one loss. That's such a terrible argument that I have like dismissed in like 13 seconds in the past. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. Um, you know, when has Notre Dame ever been left out with one loss? Well, they've only ever had one loss. And if anything, being that year was the worst thing. Like people said this, "Well, they were in the playoff with one loss because they were in a conference." Well, because they were in a conference, they had to play a championship game which gave them their only freaking loss. Right. <laughs> had they not played in the conference and just played a conference schedule, like let's say the ACC said, "Hey, you can join our league, but you can't play in the title game." Notre Dame's 10 and 0 at the end of the season and they're the number 2 seed. You know what I mean? And, so being and in a Clemson conference plays
2: Alabama. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so, you know, Notre Dame is is it, 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 it it's such a like it's such a bad argument. Notre Dame's been in the top 4 with a loss. They didn't make it with losses because they kept losing. So just if you're going to say being a conference that's cool, that's a valid point of view, but at least know what you're talking about. That's all we're asking for people to do is at least know the the uh, of what, how Notre Dame operates, who they are, what they do, why they do it, and then you could still make a case for being in a conference, and I would be willing to have that conversation. It's a fun conversation. What's frustrating about the conversation now, Sean? Is that, is that so many people are coming from it from just a lack of knowledge about how all this works, and that's especially those outside the Notre Dame program, and that's that's kind of my frustration with the whole thing. I, I actually enjoy the conference talk. I, I'm, I'm more open now to being in a conference than I've ever been. Maybe it's not the Big Ten. Maybe it's not the ACC. Maybe it's starting your own conference. I mean, that actually excites me more than anything. Yeah, Uh, but just just know why they do what they do before you start saying what they have to do or should do or they're going to survive because you can't say, well, this team needs the conference because of this. So that's why Notre Dame needs it, because Notre Dame is not Florida State. They're not Clemson. They're not Michigan. They're not Penn State. They're not Maryland. They're not all these teams that need a comp. They're not USC. They're not UCLA, who basically said, we don't have any money left. The Pac-12 is not making enough money for us to pay our bills. That's not true for Notre Dame. Now they can't continue making that. It's like any time you have a job, Sean. Like it's, it's the cost of living goes up, if your salary stays the same, a salary you used to have that works is no longer good anymore, right? I mean, right. so we understand that. So that's why they do. They are going to renegotiate that deal, but they just don't need the TV deals like other people. And that's that's the that's where the conversation be, is. That's fine. We can talk about that, but at least know what the. Like, we got to be able to at least agree on certain foundational principles before we can kind of get into whether what's the right move. Right. If we're not even agreeing that one plus one equals two, then what are we talking about here, right? And, I mean, you and I have talked about this privately. That's what's so hard about having any political discussions now. is like we're not even able to agree on certain principles that, you know, it's like, yeah, we're in a different universe right now. So
0: uh,
1: you can't have a healthy discussion. And it's the same thing in sports with people uh, with this conversation is, If you don't understand who Notre Dame is and what they do, you know, then that's, you know, that's going to be just. We we don't know what else to tell you. Right.
2: You know, know, we're trying to tell you that, you know, you should have confidence in the position that Notre Dame sits in. And I know it's a hot button word right now, but it always feels good to be able to do your own thing and make your own choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking from a business standpoint. Don't take it any other way. It's always great. let as I pointed out, when it's yours, you own it. You can live with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the peace of mind It's my decision. I don't have to worry about anybody else's decision. Right and having to live with the consequences of what they think or what they feel notre dame has been run that way i think that's the way they'll continue to run and we'll see from a tv standpoint because the landscape is going to change we know the playoff is about to expand we know the tv deal is is coming up for nbc and tv deal for the sec is done at the 20. we know all of these things so we pretty much know the pocket when a decision Property right. have to has to be made by Notre Dame, but now is not the time. Nope. No one has a back; they don't have their backs against the wall. Right? No, and, they don't. No.